Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out, the Cares have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. And now, bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001. From the class of 2003, here's your host, Matt Ursima. What is up, Real Hondo football fans? It is good to be with you on a Saturday after another Real Hondo prep victory. The team improved to 4-0 on the young season with a week three win at home against the Marquez Gladiators, 42 to 14 respectively. And if you look at the Real Hondo scores, man, the past few weeks, uh, every score has been eerily similar. You know, two touchdowns basically given up and most of those late uh, other than the poly game. And Rio kind of steadily in that 42-45 range uh, on the scoreboard, sir. So another successful uh, evening for Rio Hondo Prep at Care Park, the first of four consecutive home games. And unfortunately, I was not in attendance last night. Uh, couldn't be there. Um, sometimes, you know, you just, uh, you can't make it, I guess. Things come up and, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I was watching from far away uh, uh, on the uh, NFHS network and uh, have read the article and talked to uh, Coach Carson a little bit already this morning. We're going to have him on, on the pod uh, today. He's a little, little uh, not, well, he's a busy man. He's a father of four. He's, he's out at care. He's going to be, uh, you know, coming to us uh, shortly. Uh, from uh, from Care Youth League, uh, doing uh, dad duties over there. So we won't take too much of his time. And then we're also going to be joined by uh, Rio Hondo sophomore, uh, Noah Penaneri, who had himself quite a nice evening uh, last night with two touchdowns. I think he led the Cares uh, in rushing. And it was another balanced attack from Rio, if you will. You know, two touchdowns from uh, Noah, two more from uh, Caden Hokum, who was on the show last week. And uh, just, uh, you know, surely, slowly but surely, it's like, uh, what's, the, what's the old saying in, Remember the Titans. It's like Novocaine. Give it time. It always works, right? As Coach Boone would say. So, uh, RHP, uh, Nate with RHP, Nate Curtis did his thing, carrying the ball four times for 60 yards, 36, or 36 of those yards coming on a touchdown run in the second quarter. Uh, Yannick Diaz, again, six of 10 for 103 yards passing. Pretty, pretty solid uh, performance there. And it was, uh, I believe, Rain Pollock getting on the scoreboard for the Cares on defense for the first time this season. That's pretty cool on a 15, 16 yard interception return for a touchdown. So we will talk to Coach Carson about all of this today. We're a little shorthanded on some of our um, some of our clips and videos of this, so it might be a shorter show today. But we had to uh, had to get it in, uh, regardless of uh, you know if we had the live coverage and everything there last night. So I won't make this a regular thing. I will absolutely be in attendance more often than not. But uh, for the first time in a couple of years, I uh, I couldn't be there, and it it, it was a, it was a bummer. It was a bummer to not be able to to hear you know, from the guys and report to you guys and all this and that. So we'll get back to business tomorrow or tomorrow, next week against uh, the Boron Bobcats who come into town to take on Rio Hondo prep in the second of four consecutive road games for uh, week four. So exciting stuff indeed for Rio Hondo. Again, more, more great success on the field. I can't exactly say how the team looked uh, from field level last night because no, that wasn't exactly true. I was, uh, you know, I was away from the field watching online, but uh, happy to see the Cares continue their success and take down a city section school in the Marquez Gladiators. That's uh, always cool, taking on new opponents and somebody that Rio hadn't played uh, yet before. And, you know, um, somebody that that uh, came in probably uh, not knowing much about us. And I think uh, hopefully they found out 
uh, a little bit about us last night. So uh, great to be 4-0. Let's now bring on head coach Mark Carson, HCMC, our fearless leader, so he can fill us in and just share his thoughts briefly on the game from last night. All right, now joining us from what looks to be 5150 Farna Avenue, Rio Hondo Prep, is HCMC head coach Mark Carson. I'm sure doing some uh, dad duties, watching a lot of volleyball this morning. Good morning, coach. Yeah, volleyball this morning, and uh, thought I'd be home to, to uh, sit in front of my desktop for this, but uh, my daughter got asked to play in the second game, so she's inside playing, and uh, I thought we'd get this done right now. But beautiful day, though. Yeah, th those Carson girls, man. Some, we got some athletes here that are playing all kinds of volleyball. Emma Carson last week being the player of the week. And now your daughter's just, I mean, man, you got to be uh, you got to be proud of the Carson uh, volleyball heritage, I guess. It's out of control. They're all over the place. But, yeah, they, they like playing. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Mark, uh, a good win last night, 42-14, uh, to 14, taking down the, the Marquez Gladiators. A really balanced game once again especially on the scoreboard. All of your scores have been very, very similar. But if you could sum up the evening, just the opening statement from the Marquez Gladiators, them coming in and what that was all like. Yeah, um, really interesting game and in how it broke down because, yeah, they showed up at, you know, really huge roster. They had two buses there and um, brought their band and, and color guard, which was really cool. We don't, you know, a lot of schools we play don't have that. So that was fun. Um, and for the first quarter, we're like, man, it's going to be a four-quarter slugfest you know that's what it felt like um but then as often happens man we we have these spats or the these uh periods where we just jump on teams uh we had a fourth and seven where um nate curtis scored on a fourth and seven and again great call by, on randy's part um you know i don't know what randy's conversion and rate on on after a timeout is but um uh, after a timeout it's like he's just deadly and it was a simple play. It was just it was just a blast play. But uh, um, we scored on it, and then uh, get a sack, pick six, and all of a sudden, you know, their body language just changes from amped up into the game, playing with their you know huge student section and all fired up to, oh man, you know, ain't gonna be our night. And I think that happens a lot to teams, you know, where that's a challenge as a coach to. You know, you're going to get down, but you got to hold the line, you know, and like keep playing. And and uh, it's a challenge, though. And, and you see it happen where teams were really not four touchdowns better than them, but it kind of gets, it's going downhill, the snowball effect, and then um, really turns into a, you know, a one-sided affair. But um, I think, you know, by and large, it's a good night. Like you said, a lot of different guys got on the scoreboard. Um, defense played pretty well. We got our first pick six and all that. So good night. And uh, we had a good crowd at Care Park, and everyone was happy. It's nice when the opponents uh, bring some fans, bring an atmosphere, right? It kind of it it adds to it, and maybe makes us step up our game too. Kind of like what Real Hondo fans do uh, on the road, really making a home game their own. So, yeah, great atmosphere for sure. Uh, we got to mention the pick six, Mark. Great play by your sophomore linebacker, Rain Pollock. First time the defense scored, but. Uh, you know, he was uh, flagged for a penalty on that, and it was only 15 yards, but I think the, the penalty probably came out a lot worse for uh, what Coach Carson had to tell him afterwards. Yeah, he's going to hear for it, uh, hear from us all, too, when we have watched film on Monday. Um, yeah, good play by Rain. Uh, it was one of those things we, we dropped more into coverage than I think they were expecting and kind of fell right to him. QB never saw him, and uh, Rain, with his speed, was able to kind of coast in. Yeah, the celebration was a bit much. Um, we try to encourage our guys to, you know, celebrate with your team, 
And I think the ref didn't like the fact that he was kind of running. His momentum kind of took him towards their sideline. And um, I mentioned to someone on the sideline, I go, come on, Rain, act like you've been there before. And, and uh, it was Nate Curtis. And he goes, I don't think he has been there before, coach. So this is new for him. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, well. But again, something to coach him up on. It, it wasn't mean spirit in any way. And so, um, but yeah, celebrate with your team. And that's all you, you know, that's all you got to worry about after a big play. Yeah, we know we know uh, kind of Rain's uh, spirit, his where his heart's at. It's just kind of a good lesson to us. Like, hey, at Real Honda, we do things a certain way. Don't even don't even uh, get near, uh, you know, the unsporting type of behavior because that's not what we do. And so, yeah, a good lesson. Hey, your team's still young. You're still teaching these young guys stuff. Exactly. So, so hopefully, it's a lesson learned. And um, in, in a competitive game, you don't want that to come back to haunt you. Yeah, a silly penalty like that. So. Um, I thought it was a correct call. You know, the officials I thought had a really good night. It was a really good crew. Um, so nothing to complain about there. And, yeah, lesson learning. <laughs> For sure. Well, you had, uh, you know, again, a balanced attack offensively. Your, your sophomore quarterback. Sorry. Diaz. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Yannick Diaz uh, was 6 to 10, 100 yards passing, 100-plus yards. So, um, it seems to be, you know, a little more comfort level there. That's that was nice to see. But again, the rushing attack, Caden Holcomb, two touchdowns, Noah Penanuri, two touchdowns. We mentioned Nate Curtis. So, uh, right. man, Caden was on the show last week. We're going to have Noah Penanuri on the game this week. And I mean, what do you make, Mark, of all your different running backs contributing and running their different styles and just how it, it's got to be tough for opponents to like, wait, who do we stop here? Yeah, it's really a four headed monster. If you, you know, if you look at it, uh, the four horsemen, I don't know, maybe we'll think of a catchy name for him, but um, between Caden, Noah, um, and then Nate, and um, Nate Curtis and Nate Shine, the two Nates, it, it really creates a dynamic offense. And then you have Tyler out wide, Flodra out wide, Josh Tafflinger at tight end, where it's like you can't say, hey, at Rio, just stop so-and-so, and you'll be fine because Randy will find another way to attack you and um, get the ball to someone else in space. Rain Pollock, who we mentioned, another good tight end. So um, we love it how how diverse our offense is, how hard it is to stop, how different many different ways we come at people. Um, yeah, you know, Caden's more of a battering ram. You know, he's going to get downhill. And um, Noah, more of the slasher. Um, and then the, the two Nates have their own style as well. Yeah, it's uh man, and again we we've talked a lot about the offensive line, but the the real running game, uh, for whatever reason, it's uh it's well a lot of reasons, but it's tough to stop, and it's nice to see guys getting in a rhythm. Uh, we're gonna have Noah Penaneri on the program today. He he opened the season for us last year, coming on the show as a freshman. So your sophomore running back, linebacker, uh, another big night. He kind of just quietly goes about his business. What what are some of your words uh, for uh, coaching a guy like Noah? Yeah, this is a great guy to have on your team. Um, his durability is amazing. You know, he can run forever. He can uh, play offense, defense, special team if you need to. We try to get him breaks now and then. Um, but the super solid, very smart, um, doesn't get injured, doesn't get hurt, you know, really. I mean, everyone gets banged up, obviously, but um, he knows how to fall. It's that jujitsu background, I think. He knows how to fall, um, knows how to get guy brown tight spaces or in, in the open field um and you know just he's got that penitentiary toughness from his dad and and uh his older brother who played at rio um but unlike adam he's actually got some some wheels so he, he's fast 
And so that helps too. Um, just an all around great player, great athlete. So super fun to coach guys like that. Yeah. You know, what tough, you, as, tough as nails. If you had to, if I had to sum it up, I mean, there's so many great players on your team, but I think someone like Noah, and I'm going to tell him this, I think is when, when I think, when I see him or, or anyone I talk to, I'm like, that's a real Hondo guy right there. That, that's, it, that's what we're looking for as far as real Hondo football players, guys who have good talent, but they, they, they go above and beyond what they have and they're coachable, great teammates. I mean, he, he really does check a lot of boxes. Yeah. Very intelligent player as well. Uh, great student, um, respectful, you know, obviously that, that goes to his training at home and uh, what he brings there. Um, but just a guy you love seeing have success because, you know, he's a hard worker, not super uh, flamboyant or flashy, um, just gets it done. And so, yeah, if we could have, you know, 20 no penitentiaries, we'd be unstoppable. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, Mark, I got a question for you. First time uh, of the season, we got a question from a fan, I believe. Uh, one go. of our most, one of our most noted uh, alumni, uh, one of the guys who uh, played Division One football not too long ago, one of my former teammates, Rio Great Landon Goodwill, tuned in. Uh -oh. uh, yeah. Sent me a message um, from uh, he lives out in Arizona now, has two young boys and Landon's doing a, a great job uh, as a father yeah. and just a great guy. Uh, but anyway, uh, he shot me a text or a message. He said, yo, I've been meaning to tell you to ask Mark if they ever consider an out of state game sometime in the future. Is that something, coach, that, uh, you know, you've looked into maybe uh, potentially we've seen you travel to other counties and everything, but. I don't know, maybe a, a real road road trip to start a season or something. Um, I've actually thought about it. Uh, never really heavily consider it since there's so many teams, you know, out out in California we could play and you can do a great road trip here. Whether it's up to, you know, the uh, San Luis Obispo or down to San Diego. Um, but, you know, a school in Vegas might make sense. Right. I think I think uh, a lot of our our parents and fans would like that. Enjoy a trip there. Um Never thought about Arizona, but um, if the opportunity was right, you know, uh, it'd be fun. And, and why not? That's the way I look at it. Why not? Well, you see at the beginning of the year, all, uh, every season, you know, you see all these games on ESPN, uh, you know, California versus Florida or, you know, Texas versus right. Arizona. And so, I don't know, that would be pretty neat. And uh, who knows, maybe, maybe we can uh, work out some type of broadcast deal and, uh, and get Rio on, on ESPN or some platform like that. That would be something. That that'd be awesome, man. And yeah, if Landon ask him back if he knows someone out there would be a good matchup, let us know. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Landon, scout it up, bro. Scout it up. Yeah. yeah. Always, no. always, always. Yeah, I think you'd want to do something like that. Yeah, you can really do it at any point in the season. Um, it obviously makes sense at the beginning, you know, maybe where uh, families can make a little, you know, vacation out of it, but um, in the summer, but not the end of the world to do it in the school during the school year too. You know, it's tricky for us once school starts is the whole care piece of it where a lot of our, our coaches and, and the kids need to be back for Saturday care games. And so um, it really has to be done probably that, that week zero or maybe week one if we did it. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know that it's on the table and uh, never say never. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Real Hondo football could go, uh, you know, nationwide at some point. It, was, it hit a different, few different states. Uh, that Real bus has been all over the country, so – why not uh, take it on a football game or, or two, you know? Yeah, or, uh, you know, how about we uh, go to Hawaii? Ooh. Now we're talking. <laughs> hey. Week, week zero game in uh, in Oahu or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, two yeah. years ago, two, three years ago, we didn't have a charge to keep podcasts for the Rio football program. So you never say never. You never know what's down the road for the program. Never say never. Financing it would be the one issue, you know, you know, getting that. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I was teasing you the other day. I'm not teasing. I was watching film and, um, you know, you, you, Rio is one of the only schools that does a, an old school flex bone formation uh, down yep. by the goal line usually. And it's usually very successful on goal line plays or even PATs. Uh, and I was joking with you, man. I was like, I'm calling this the T-bone, man, because, uh, you know, I'm a T-bone state guy. But, you know, it's always every time you run that, you seem to get in the end zone. So that's what I'm – you guys call it what you want. Uh, when I see it, I'm like, oh, there's the T-bone, man. Six points coming. Yeah, yeah. We like that down uh, short yardage, especially near the goal line. Uh, we just call it bone. But um, T-bone sounds cool, too. Oh, you got you to gotta own that go team, eat. man. You got Go eat. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I like that. Go eat. Here we go. I can see uh, Coach AJ down there, uh, you know, getting the guys fired up or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Talk to me, Mark, about uh, Yannick Diaz. He started a quarterback once again. We talked about some of his numbers, 6 of 10, 103 yards. Um, compared to the week before, his first start where he had some good numbers, uh, similar numbers. What did you make of his performance? Did you see some slight improvement or kind of uh, was there any struggles for him as far as, uh, you know, going yeah. out there and taking – I think a couple of his reads weren't what we would have preferred as far as who he went to, but um, had a really nice throw to Nate on a um, play-action play uh, that, you know, went for 30-something yards. Um, hit hit Josh Tafflinger uh, down the middle um, on a wide arrow, and a couple of good throws there. Uh, threw the ball away once when, when he had a broken play, which was smart. So he did well. Didn't turn the ball over. Got us in and out of huddle um, and made some nice throws. But uh, still some reads we thought he could have could have done better on. But all in all, a good game. Well, uh, I wasn't able to attend last night. I do apologize. My perfect attendance is, is out the window. Uh, you know what? Hey, sometimes. Okay, I think, we understand. We understand. Oh, man. You know, I, I felt so bad. So bad. Like, it wouldn't even, I was just like, ah, anyway, letting the team down. All this broadcasting about loyalty and honor and all that. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But uh, I did see that. Or was it Brian, uh, his article, Brian Reed, Fayetta, or, or threw together yeah. some interviews? with the, So he stepped, so see, there was there was a reason. It worked out. It worked yeah. out. There was a reason behind all of it. You know, Providence, Matt, it's amazing how stuff works like that. And uh, Brian <laughs> didn't even tell us he was coming. He just showed up and, um, yeah, did his thing. And so he, he, he seems like he goes to one game a year now for us, which is really cool. Uh, he likes our school and we have a great relationship, so – uh, we really appreciate uh, him coming out and putting stuff out on 210 Prep Sports. Yeah, he does a phenomenal job. We had him on the podcast last year talking about Rio and just kind of for the size of the school, what we put out um, as a product and a program, whether it's the medical staff, the statisticians, uh, heck, the podcast now, I'll brag about that. Uh, just anything, really. It's a big-time program uh, kind of run behind the scenes, really. And so he deals with other schools. And so he's been fantastic. What, what do you remember? Uh, do you remember the first time you kind of interacted with Brian Reed uh, by, by Edo? Because he's always had high praise for you. Yeah, I think it was, man, who was it? Who were we playing? Um, he reached out. You know what? The first interaction was our 2019 baseball championship, That's I right. believe. And um, uh, one of our parents, I think it was the Vasquez family, Said, hey, we're in the 210 area. We uh, want to think about covering us. And um, he actually did. He started to. We got on that run, that magical run, that playoffs, and, and went to CIF. And um, ever since then, I think the following year, he, he asked to come out to a game, football game. I said, yeah, come on out, dude. And so uh, really ever since then, he's been uh, part of our program. And um, 
or, you know, done a good job covering us. And so we really appreciated that. Yeah. It's nice to get uh, consistent articles. We'll say from him. Whereas, you know, back in the day, it was like, you'd have to uh, make a run in the playoffs to get some, some media coverage. Yeah. It's like, wait, real Honda who now, now it's every week. We got nice photos. Uh, we got, I mean, we really got some professional photographers, Mrs. Coulter, Clarissa Johnson, and, and Mrs. Do a great job, man. You, we really got all kinds of access out here. I hope the kids do the kids appreciate and understand everything that's going on around them that they are getting interviews and photos and videos. Like we never had this stuff in the past. I know it's so cool. Um, the digital age is amazing. Um, and they grew up in that. So that they kind of, um, maybe don't appreciate it as much, but they do appreciate it. You know, like they, they really do like, um, and the parents, you know, every time I, uh, one of the guys on the podcast or, um, there's an article or something about them, the parents really appreciate it too. And they'll say, man, that's so great. And, and so it helps us build the, the real Hondo brand and, and makes us, you know, like you said, uh, a big time operation, even though we're a small school. Well, big time operation. I like that coach. I think I'm going to steal it. Maybe uh, even the title of this podcast today. I, I, I agree. Rio is a big time operation uh, through and through. And uh, yeah, we got a great fan base, great alumni and some passionate people. And I, and I want to mention something that I posted earlier this week uh, on the Rio Facebook page um, from one of our alumnus, Ken Lee, who was basically, I don't know, you and I both love college football, Mark. In the past few weeks, we've been watching a lot of it. Uh, NFL started Thursday. And we really do live in this age now of, of uh, it's all about me. It's all about uh, celebrating everything when you barely did anything. It's a very just uh, everything that Rio Hondo does not stand for, basically. And so right. Ken had a, a message that he posted just about, hey, don't you don't need to over-celebrate. And, and just he didn't say anything about specifically Rio Hondo football player. There was some misunderstanding, we'll say, and we've all yeah. cleared the air and everything. Yeah, but yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a great post, and I just want to allow you to comment um, basically, uh, Ken Lee, I believe was a former teammate of yours and he was in no way calling out the real program. He was discussing with football out in the other outside world. And I think proud right. of the fact that Rio doesn't do those things. Right. Right. Yeah. They might've been misinterpreted, um, a little bit, but yeah, I think, um, once the air was cleared, it was like, yeah, it wasn't directed at us. It was just towards football players in general. And I, I think we all understand that. And so it was really cool. Obviously Ken's very supportive. Um, and so, yeah, that th this day and age, you're thinking um, everyone wants to get, you know, whatever their their brand promoted individually rather than team. Like for Rio, it's about team and the success of the team, right? And that's the key and, and feeding off each other. Um, and so, yeah, everything Ken said was spot on. Um, our only, you know, thing that I think us us older players and everyone's got to remember too. Um, Guys, you know, I think who was it? Um, man, it might have been man, one of those old school, like Bill Belichick or Nick Saban might have said, like, it's okay to celebrate, but yeah, celebrate with your team, right? And you, these guys work so hard and you get to play 10 games, you know what I'm saying? And so we want the energy, we want the emotion and all that, but it always should be directed towards us, celebrating with our team, never, um, never directed towards the opposition or trying to show them up or anything like that. And so that's really what I think is important. And, and yeah, just being, making a good play is a good play. Yeah. You're doing your job, you know, high five, get back to huddle and do it, do it again. So I think energy, that's the mantra. 
Yeah. Energy is a good thing. It's, it's, it's important to play that you can't play this game without passion. You can't really coach it without passion. It is, it's hard to cheer for it without passion. Like it's just controlling that, that energy really. And, and it's good to see places like Real Hondo that do teach kids uh, on a daily basis. Like, Hey, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And most of right. and, you, and you see it in all the alumni that go into in service to others. I mean, is this kind of a, a daily conversation you have with your team, Mark, about how to play the real way, if you will? Is it brought up in club meetings, examples on the practice field? How do you train? How do you communicate it to your players throughout the season? All the, it's all the time, right? It's it's uh, more caught than taught, you know. And so it's just caught in everything we do, everything we do, practice, film, weight room, club meeting, uh, on and around campus. Um, so it's it's hopefully they're catching it do everything we do and everything we talk about. It's not necessarily sitting down and saying, this is the real way for say, it's just in everything we do and how we go about our business. Mm -hmm. Well, because kids, we talked about how good, you know, uh, the media age could be um, everywhere. They look, sometimes there's guys who making big plays and like pumping their chest. Like I did a great thing and oh. that's getting promoted throughout uh, the country really. And so how do you combat that with guy? What do you tell a kid who sees it? Oh man, that's really cool. That guy made the Instagram page yeah. or whatever. So how do you how do you combat that? Yeah, I just try to tell them, guys, it's team first. Um, everything is about the team. And you make a good play, that's great, right? Go high-five a teammate. Or your teammate makes a good play, go high-five him, right? Um, go tap him on the helmet, right? Go celebrate with him. But then know that, you know, there's still more plays to be made, right? And, and um, you celebrating – trying to get attention to yourself isn't what we're about. Right. And so even on a big play where you like an interception or touchdown, rather than throwing the ball up or spinning it or whatever, we, we try to teach our guys, Hey, go hand the ball to the rest. Right. And that's just one subtle thing that kind of, um, that keeps in mind that, Hey, we got still more work to do and, and we're not here to, to self promote or, or um, celebrate or show teams up. I, I have a, he, he who's without sin cast the first stone, right? I, I have a story that I will share. I was a sophomore playing up in the playoffs. We were blowing out a team. So that means, oh, I got to get, get a snap. Uh, it's actually the CIF championship and uh, played Kuyama. And they, they knew they were going to lose. And we were just trying to run the clock out. And the, the clean jersey sophomores went in. And uh, I handed <laughs> the ball off. And I got absolutely leveled by their best player, who was a total cheap shot. And uh, flag came out. I got up. And uh, I, rightfully so, uh, thought I was justified in this. I started clapping in the guy's face repeatedly. <laughs> like, yeah. And then sure enough, a flag dots me in the chest. And uh, I remember, and sure enough, I got pulled to our sideline. And I'll never forget Mr. Gary Lenny. God rest, uh, rest his soul. You know, he, he was just like, it was like something along the lines of, if you want to play for Real Hondo, uh, that is not what we, that was not what we ever do, no matter what has happened. Something like that. And uh, yeah. needless to say, I didn't see the field the rest of the night, Mark. So I learned a valuable lesson that night. <laughs> learned that lesson. Yeah, it's all about being poised, right? And and keeping your emotions in check. You gotta you gotta play with emotion without being emotional, right? That's the key. Ooh. Ooh. So um and um that's the key. And so yeah, you know, there's obviously back and forth on the field, but um don't show people up, don't talk to the officials. Um, just play football and let your play do the talking, right? And I'm so, gonna. I'm putting you on the spot. I know. Now you can pick the sport coach. You've always been. You're a fiery coach. We know that. But was there ever a time? 
maybe in uh, Coach Carson's playing days in high school or something where he got a penalty or he got a talking to from either Coach Johnson or, uh, you know. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I can remember, like, first thing coming to my mind was uh, uh, getting into a fight in a basketball game, which is obviously a Um, (laughs) no-no. But, but, uh, yeah. Um, And that was very, you know, hey, we don't do that, right? But uh, it it happens in the heat of the moment. Football, can I remember a specific time? I do remember um, making a hit uh, near the goal line and kind of like pumping my fist like right at the guy, right in front of the guy's face. And our chain crew, which happened to be some some staff, didn't like that. And so um, that got back to our coaches. And, and, yeah, it was on film. And so they said, hey, you know, let's let's be careful with, with doing that. Um, but uh, it was a good place. So I don't know how mad they really were, but. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's I a, do remember that. Yeah. Hey, it's a right right cycle. Here on, on Carefield. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, isn't it funny how those memories, like, yeah, they just, they're as clear as day from us, you know, yesteryear yeah. or whatever. And uh, yeah, hey, it's a, it's a vicious cycle, man. We learn lessons, we pass them on, we communicate and whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's it. Well, Mark, let's talk about your next opponent, uh, a, a friendly foe, we'll say, from the high desert. The Boron Bobcats come to town, make the long trip down here. And uh, your, your, your good friend, uh, Rob Kostopoulos, Kostopoulos, I probably messed that up, uh, who was on the podcast last year, he's bringing his undefeated Bobcats down here. They're 4-0 as well. Yeah, they look really good. Watched a little of their, their tape last night. Um, they look really good. Um, it's going to be interesting because it's an old-school JV varsity doubleheader. Um, so we won't have the full sideline with guys from JV suiting up um, and we're playing the JV game at four varsity game at seven. And so we're gonna have to divide and conquer um, and they're doing the same thing. So um, it, it's going to be interesting that way in that, you know, each team will have, you know, they'll probably have about 20. We'll probably have 20 something guys on the varsity uh, roster on sidelines for the game. So um, that'll be an interesting aspect. Yeah. A lot of team speed out there uh, from initial look on film. Um, and of course they come down, uh, always hitting, you know? And so, um, Boron, you know, it's going to be a hard hitting game. Ryan McCullough, uh, he said, um, reflecting on last year, he goes, that was, that was the hardest hitting game of the year Boron. So, um, very much looking forward to that. And yeah, four, no, two teams, uh, four, no, something's got to give one of us isn't going to be undefeated. So, uh, we'll see. And they're, um, yeah, they're looking really good. It'll be good. It'll be a good game. Looking forward to it. And, Mark, they put up some points. I'm sure you've seen this. But, uh, you know, they score in the high 40s. Once they've scored 56. Another time uh, last night, 55. So, uh, those Bobcats, uh, as you mentioned, their speed. Um, hey, once once they get out in the open, uh, scary things can happen. And you got to find a way to slow them down. But they also got to find a way to slow you guys down. Exactly. Right. So, um, it, it'll be cool. It's it's uh, NFHS. Uh, CIF just notified us that NFHS is carrying the game, one of their uh, games of the week. So um, that'll be fun. But yeah, um, looking forward to it. Yeah, and and talk to me about your relationship with Coach Rob of their team. We all heard him on the podcast last year. We'll try to get him back this year. I'm not sure if we can or not, but uh, he was he was great in his respect uh, for Rio Hondo Prep and kind of came up like you as an assistant, and then you guys kind of became head coaches uh, right around the same time. Right around the same time, yeah, he's been around forever, just like I have at Rio. Um, and just mutual respect, like you said, uh, both small schools. I think we're the smallest private school that plays a lot of man football, and they're the smallest public school that plays a lot of man football. 
and uh, both do things the right way. You know, just hard nosed uh, football, and um, it, it's fun playing them. And we we like the fact that they play us, right? Uh, people will always say, "Hey, why are we going out the board again?" Well, they'll play us. We're not everyone else will. So we appreciate that. And, and you guys have uh, had had the, the edge over them many times, but they've they have uh, beaten you know us a handful of times as well. There's been some huge yep. playoff matchups. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this dates back way back to I think an early season, an, an early uh, 2000s matchup in the postseason. You guys became uh, frenemies, we'll say, ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they said after that they called us up and said we want you on our schedule after we beat them in the playoffs. And so um, we started playing them and it hasn't really stopped. I think in one span we played them six times in four years. You know, through to play stuff. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, they're coming to Carefield, uh, another home game for you, four in a row at this point. Uh, so the second of four in a row uh, should be great. Coach Carson, you're a busy man. We'll let you go today. A little shorter show on short notice and everything. But, hey, we'll be back at full strength next week. I promise you that. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. You got it, man. Talk to you soon, Mark. Go real. Thanks, Matt. Go real. Always appreciate Coach Carson coming on the program. Uh, a joy for me to really talk to him weekly, one of my very good friends for back in the day. Uh, who, who coached me uh, back when I was, you know, we were freshmen and Mark had just came into the high school program and we became uh, such good friends after that. So for he and I to kind of do this weekly as part of the podcast, he's put his blessing on this whole thing. Um, it's been, it's been a blessing for me to have his blessing. So always appreciate uh, Mark and, and the hard work he puts in and, you know, he's, he's, he's dad first and has to do those things. And so we told you uh, this summer with our podcast, we're going to try to get the, these out on Saturdays, the day after so that we can just get in that rhythm, right? Of the day after, not waiting a couple of days. And uh, anyway, I'm here trying to throw, throw all this together, despite me not being there last night. But uh, hey, it's all good. A shorter episode today. It just, uh, it is what it is. But I do promise you guys full strength next week. And uh, we'll come back with a bang, if you will, if, uh, if all things go well. Uh, I will now be joined by our uh, player uh, guest today, our uh, featured guest, I should say, who is a player. Uh, we've heard from a couple of seniors to start the season, Alex Mustaine. Matthew Brewer, we heard from junior transfer Caden Holcomb uh, last week. This week, we're going to be joined by sophomore Noah Penaneri, who was a starter on last year's team, starting tailback as a freshman, and many players on that team uh, had to contribute early and often, and Noah was one of those guys. He's a, he's a real Hondo guy, I, I, as I've said on the podcast here with Mark. Um, he was on the podcast to start the season last year, first episode, I think, after the win against El Monte. So we're going to hear from one of our Lower classmen uh, these, these, to, on today's show, but as uh, you fans out there know, the sophomore class is loaded and has a lot of guys back. And we will, again, continue to talk to uh, many different players throughout the season. A new guy every week, someone who may have had a, a big game or maybe someone uh, did something that maybe behind the scenes that I saw that I picked up that I thought was, uh, was uh, you know, worth mentioning. And so uh, all these guys are great. Enjoy. Again, it's talking, talking to Coach Carson is, is fun for me, but really talking to these young men and learning about them is an even greater joy for me. It takes me back a little bit, and uh, I'm jealous, man, that well, what they what they get to do. We all got to do it a long time ago, but uh, they're living their best lives right now, and uh, couldn't be more proud of them both, or of them all. So uh, without uh, more delays here, let's get to our player segment of the post-game podcast. Let's bring on sophomore running back and linebacker, Noah Penanuri. All right, well, now we are now joined by sophomore running back and linebacker Noah Penaneri, who is joining us from uh, Glendora. And uh, Noah, I got to tell you, man, that uh, I'm a little biased to my fellow Glendora guys. You have a few teammates on this team, right, from Glendora? Yeah, you know, uh, David Reyes, Adrian Mendoza, 
That is that's pretty neat, man. Especially us guys in the East who got that little bit of a commute. Uh, the Glendora connection, awesome stuff. Uh, former Navy Seal or Navy Seal BJ Jacobs, uh, who spoke to you guys down at Francis Parker after the game. Uh, he's a Glendora guy as well. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to uh, I don't know have those little connections, especially with someone like BJ. How did you like his speech down there at Francis Parker? Oh yeah, definitely got us motivated and just like help us recognize like how important like this is like to us like the brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, well, Noah, you were on the, the podcast early last year. We learned a little bit about you. I uh, know that you're a, you know a martial arts guy into jujitsu and things of that nature. Um, are you still doing it? Is it still something that you you think helps your your football uh, skills out? Of course. I mean, after this football season, that's definitely what I, my focus is going to be on. Like, I'm still going to do those sports, but I definitely want to compete in that a little more. That's awesome, man. Well, well good luck to you. Keep uh, pursuing it. And, yeah, you, you do seem like – I don't know. It seemed like if not, anything else has made you tougher out there because last year you took some real big hits as a freshman, but you always bounced up, and uh, you seemed very durable. So, uh, I don't know. If it's if it's hitting people with your, your fists and like, all the time or you getting hit, if that's made you tougher over the years, but it seemed to really help your football stuff. No, I guess it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Noah, uh, you play both ways like a lot of guys at Rio. And uh, you run the ball, you, uh, you you block well in the running game, but you also have uh, become one of the better tacklers, I think, on the Rio defense and, uh, you know, playing some linebacker. And, and you got some some work in last year, but uh, I don't know, man, if you had to pick. I know it's a hard thing to pick, running the ball or playing defense. I mean, uh, which which one would you choose? Man, that's a tough one. I feel like I feel like just tackling is like fun. Like a lot of people don't like getting hit, but it's like I'd rather like go out and just try to get him. I don't know, but offense is pretty fun too. No, I, no doubt about it. And I'm going to ask you another tough question. You had two touchdown runs last night. Um, you had he had a big run, uh, touchdown run the the week before or uh, or two weeks before against uh, Polly, I believe that was a nice long one. Uh, you got in the end zone uh, at Almonte. You, you've gotten in the end zone consistently this year. You had last night a one-yard touchdown run and a 41-yard touchdown run. Now, that kind of sums you up. It seems like you always make a big play and you're always a guy on the goal line. What's more fun for you, breaking a long one like that or kind of getting that one- or two-yard run inside the five when kind of everybody knows you guys are going to run it and you still just punch it in? Is there a greater joy on the two? Uh, it's definitely the long, the longer one because I feel like any time I go for the one yard one, it's like I feel like I'm stealing someone else's touchdown because like they got it there and it's like, like oh no, I don't want to do that. Just give it to him again. Yeah, definitely yeah, that, like the long ones. That's a that's a great team answer there, Noah. Great stuff. Um, you know, you started last year as a as a running back, uh, as a freshman, and uh, you know, I talked about your durability. Um, you seem so much more comfortable as a sophomore this year. Did that year as a freshman, you know, kind of just groom you and build you up to be kind of more ready for this year as a, as a sophomore? I mean, talk to me about the differences in your approach, really, to each of these last two seasons. I definitely found more confident this year, like, you know, play-wise, because, like, when I was a freshman, I'm still like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? I'm, like, asking around what I do. But now it's like I can help people because I understand it more. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's definitely a great help to, like, start early on varsity. Your, your sophomore class is incredibly talented. You guys have a lot of guys who contribute, a lot of guys that played last year as freshmen, which is just really unheard of. Talk to me about the guys in your class and kind of what it's been like. I mean, did you guys, do you guys don't act like sophomores. I'll say that. And maybe you do behind the scenes goofing around and such, but 
sometimes in your games, it's like, man, you forget that these guys, a good chunk of them are still a lot younger guys. Yeah, man, we've been playing, you know, football since we were like in sixth grade, fifth grade. And like we played against each other. It's, it's a fun time, man. Super talented, everyone. Now our approach is just like, dude, we're like, we're us. It's our boys. Let's go have some fun. That's all it is. Yeah, that's uh, honestly, that's what it was like for, for all of us. And uh, most of us didn't, you know, play uh, as freshmen and sophomores like you guys did. So I uh, hope you guys all, all appreciate that. And, and you guys last year, there was really no uh, coddling, we'll say, or anything like that. It was expected of you guys. And you guys are freshmen. This is a unique situation. But you got to come in and, and step up. And you guys were led by your great senior, uh, Ryan McCullough, last year. I mean, what was last year like for you playing a full season of varsity football as a freshman? It was, it was crazy to think about. It was a lot to take in. It was like, wow, out of, out of everyone, it's like me that has to do this. But it was a great honor to like play with them. And it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. A lot, a lot of guys could have been starting freshmen too, a lot of guys. Well, a lot of guys were. I mean, uh, you look at Elijah Gavia, Kalojiro Chico. I mean, you have some uh, really talented guys uh, in, that, in that group. I believe Nate Shine, he's a, he's a sophomore, right? Um, yep. Let me see. Uh, all, the, all the names out there. Tyler Dang has really stepped up this year. Uh, come a long way. Uh, Yannick Diaz starting at quarterback now for you guys. I mean, a lot of contributors. Um, and, and I'm excited because we get like three more years of you guys. And so uh, before you know it, though, man, it'll be your senior year. We don't want to talk about that yet. But are you guys soaking it up and realizing that, man, these are some fun times right now? Definitely, man. Everyone's like, oh, this year, like sometimes we do talk about, oh, what would senior year be like? But right now it's like, dude, let's go smack the team in the mouth. Let's have some fun. That's all it's about. I've been saying that a lot. Have some fun. But it's like, that's what we do. What about uh, this year's seniors? Um, there, there's not uh, that many of them, but there's a few more than maybe last year's team. And most teams are, are led by their seniors, right? Whether uh, by the play on the field or, or, or leading by example. Uh, you guys, even though you played a season of varsity football last year, you still look to those seniors uh, as, as kind of, you know, for advice or just kind of seeing how they do things and understand that that's going to be me someday. And uh, those guys are really leading the way for us. Definitely. Kobe, Kobe Johnson, um, Joshua Taffley. They definitely, everybody looks up to them. The juniors, the sophomores, we all just look to them. And they're pretty cool. Like, they understand us. They'll, they'll have fun with us, but they'll also be like, hey, lock in. Let's do this. Get it done. Well, one of your sophomore teammates last night, uh, Rain Pollock, had, had himself a nice play, an interception for a touchdown. But then he got a penalty afterwards, uh, uh, Noah, and it was kind of doing a weird dance or something. I mean, yeah. uh, what, what did you guys make of that? We all kind of, is, is rain that kind of goofball or, or what? How did, what would you guys react it was, to that? It was, we were all like laughing. I didn't even see the flag. I just like, I saw it after he walked to our sideline. We're all, oh, no, it might be him. But uh, I don't think he meant to do it like to the sideline. He was just having fun. It was like, it was like, he was in the moment. But like everyone was <laughs> celebrating, laughing. Like we just laughed it off kind of because we were waiting by a lot of that, that is one thing I, I see in this team, Noah, is it's you guys do seem to be enjoying yourselves. You're loose. And I've been down there, uh, you know, a few games this year. There's a lot of laughter on the sidelines. You guys seem like you make fun of each other, but you also, you don't care who gets the credit. I mean, you guys have multiple guys in the end zone. I mean, some of you guys seem just as happy that a teammate got in the end zone as maybe you yourself getting in the end zone. Yeah, that's definitely true. Cause we just see each other as like, we're brothers. Like, Oh yeah, he did it. Yeah. Like when Aaron Iskiaki had that sack, I got so hyped. Yeah, that's big. T- I mean, Aaron, yeah, little guy who uh, who's got who's got a motor and works hard. And yeah, I love seeing when the young guys uh, or smaller guys do stuff and the reactions of you guys because you guys get so jacked up. And I mean, that feeds all of us. That feeds all of us. And it's just like, oh man, yeah, the, 
they they appreciate uh, good teammates. What what is Real Hondo football meant to you, man? It's it's only you know a year and a half you've played, but what are some of the lessons really that when you think of Real Hondo football, um, you know, if you had to tell someone maybe who was thinking about coming to Rio football, I mean, what what would you say to them in a, in a few brief sentences just about the Real Hondo program? It's a different experience. I guarantee you that not a lot of schools, few schools have it better than us. You know, the brotherhood, just the amount of work we do together, the time we spend together, something different and special. That's really cool. Well, I hope you, you guys uh, can continue uh, to soak it up. You guys have a tough game this next week against the Boron Bobcats. They uh, they usually got some big guys, some, some fast guys, and they're going to be ready to hit. And uh, they're very physical, win or lose. So, you guys have a, have a true test there. Um, do, you, do you like physical games, Noah? Kind of like, you know, Norwalk playoff game last year, Boron last year. I mean, it's a game where you kind of got to have, have some ice bags ready because there be, uh, should be a lot of bruises, I would think, after this one. Oh, yeah. Those are definitely the more fun games, you know. It's, it's fun, you know, sure, getting a touchdown, but it's like, dude, 45-14 is like kind of easy. I like the real hard games where it's like we don't know what's happening next. We're definitely going to come out and hit Boron, and I have confidence in us that we'll do good. That's really neat, man. Well, talk to me about uh, school a little bit. You you uh, have had to, uh, you know, during the summer you're practicing. It's all about just playing with your boys. And then we, you know, then this school thing gets in the way. You guys got to go to school and, and pick up them books and everything. But uh, who, what what are some of the classes you're taking now? What are, what are some of the classes or, or teachers that uh, stand out to you that you enjoy going to? Uh, I enjoy all my teachers, but I usually enjoy the teachers that, I, like, have coached me. You know, like Mr. Richard in Spanish and Mr. Jane for math. Like, it's, I don't know, it's just like something funny. It's different. Yeah, it's weird seeing them on a, on a field, right? And then in a classroom, you know, dressed up and you're like, wait, we should be, we should be running routes or something outside rather than in here uh, <laughs> running numbers. Yeah, sometimes I'll call him coach on accident. It's just like instinct. I'm like, oh, wait, I gotta call you Mr. Hey, there's no problem with that at all, man. Um, as far as expectations for this team, Noah, um, you know, Rio has high expectations. Uh, the goals always hang a banner. Um, do you guys feel now that you are sophomores, seasoned sophomores, we'll say, do you guys feel kind of that history of Rio Hondo football for, especially with the podcast and the alumni and guys talking about the good old days or whatever, do you guys feel that sense that, Hey man, this program uh, means something to so many people. We're not just playing for us or our teammates. We're playing for so many more people. Yeah. It's definitely like, kind of crazy like you know just most like a bunch of sophomores last year we had like at one point we had like seven freshmen on the field it's like crazy to think about like what we've done and accomplished but I mean we don't let it get to us it's like we just want to play man like that's all it is yeah just playing uh playing with your friend man in the backyard or, or whatever but yeah we're all all of us the old guys we cheer you guys on because you, you represent us with the real hondo crest and on your helmet and the real hondo across your chest and so uh, it's always fun to see you guys are uh, do, doing your thing. Uh, some some rapid fire questions I'll hit you with right now before we let you go, Noah, and I think you can handle it. So uh, let's just roll into this. Okay, just a, some random hobby type of questions we'll say. Uh, favorite okay. food? F favorite food? What favorite do you got? Food. Oh, um, I'll go spaghetti and meatballs. Favorite uh, television show? Television show? Oh, man. Um, we'll go uh, – We'll go uh, friends, I guess. Yeah. Friends. Wow. You're going back. Wow. <laughs> vintage. That was back in my high school days. Hey, uh, we still okay. watch it sometimes. We are our parents. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Uh, let me see. I just, I'm just coming stuff up the, off the top of my head here. Uh, let me see. Favorite music to listen to before a game. Favorite music to listen to? I guess I don't really care. Like whatever the guys play, I listen to. Usually it's rap, but yeah. 
Yeah, it's a fiery locker room too after wins. It's oh, yeah. a lot of fun. I got to be careful. Sometimes we want the camera in there showing you guys. And other oh times, yeah, like, All right, sometimes we, it's best we, to get out there. Yeah. Let the, let the team let the team do their thing. Okay, let me see rapid fire uh, questions. What do you like to do when you're not doing homework, uh, playing football, or practicing, or, or you, what do you like to do for fun? I just feel like to train, or um, if not doing that, I like go for a bike ride, walk outside, you know, just hang out with my family and friends. Doing, doing whatever. Well, uh, you guys have uh, uh, any plans this weekend? Uh, last week was an extended weekend, of course. But uh, what do you like to do on the weekends when school's over and the game's over? You just kind of relax and look forward to uh, the, the upcoming uh, Monday and get back to it? Yeah. I mean, I don't really do much like going out to camp or wise or something like that. I usually just like sit home and relax, sure. train. Yeah. What about uh, other football, college, the NFL? Do you have a favorite team or favorite, maybe not favorite team, but just I don't know, just uh, a couple of teams you like to watch or favorite players. That's oh, kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. I like, to, I like to watch Michigan and the Chargers. You know, those are my teams. Nice. Yeah, I, was watching the, I was watching the Colorado game right now. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the but Coach it's... Prime, man. That is good stuff. Uh, who was uh, – let me see. Who's who's a favorite player on the Chargers or maybe a couple? Chargers? Uh, I'll probably say Derwin James or Austin Eckler. Those guys nice. are pretty good. Eckler's, Eckler's solid, man. Well – Noah, I will uh, let you go, man. I appreciate you coming on. We get to learn a little bit about you. And uh, you're our first uh, underclassman, we'll say, this year uh, on the podcast. Thanks for coming back. And, yeah, you never know who's going to uh, come on the show. You guys – I know you guys follow and like things, but you guys you guys like the podcast and just kind of the, the weekly follow of you guys? Yeah, we definitely like it. Like, we just – everyone's watching it. We're all sending it to each other in group chat. Hey, there you go. Good job. Like, it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, we'll keep the clips and the plays coming for you guys so that you guys can – continue to stay motivated. Hey man, I mean, this is silly. Noah, you're a guy I, I've watched for a couple of years now. And uh, I tell people, I, I want to tell people that, you know, you are, if I had to sum you up, you're a real Hondo guy. You know, you are a care. You play, you play the right way. You play hard. Uh, you're smart, respectful. And uh, I think those things really, really matter. So much continued uh, success in going forward. And uh, we'll be watching the rest of the way, man. Keep working hard. Thank you. Thank you. You got it, man. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Noah Peninari coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. His second appearance as he uh, was on last year as a freshman. If you haven't seen him, uh, if you go back and look at that, I think that was week one of the season after the El Monte game. And I think you'll, you'll see a young man in, in two, like 10 or 15 minute conversations there that has really grown, uh, not just, uh, you know, athletically, but mature in a mature uh, way as well. So uh, we're seeing that from all the guys on the team, uh, the seniors, you know, Tafflinger, who had a, a few nice catches last night, uh, you know, all, all the seniors, the juniors, Guys have really continued to grow, and I think that's what this team needs to continue to do this season is not be satisfied, uh, you know, with the 45 to, to 14 wins, uh, you know, not to ever take anything for granted. you got to always look at the opponents like they're coming in to get us and, and take us down, and it should be the, the toughest fight uh, of our lives every time we step on that field. And I think we're going to have a real test this week against Boron, a team that knows us very well. They know what we do. Uh, we know what they, what they do as well, but they're physical – and I know I've said it before with the Almani game and maybe the Pauly game, but I, I do think this week will be the first true test for Rio um, against Boron because, again, all the, all the elements that, that are tied into this game. I, I anticipate the physical game, but I also anticipate a pretty high-scoring game. I could see this being maybe 35-31 uh, or something like that. I think maybe each team doesn't get to the 40s like they're used to, but uh, who knows? Maybe we get a 55-52 game or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I think we'll see some we'll see some big plays, uh, maybe some trick plays. So you're just trying to outsmart each other this week. I don't know. We'll see. But I will have a pregame show for you guys 
uh, on Thursday night, like we have uh, each week, to be able to break down the Boron Bobcats a little bit more. But two teams are 4-0 coming to Care Park to settle uh, those records up. It should be a lot of fun. Big thanks to Coach Carson coming on the show and to Noah Penanieri. I do apologize once again, guys, for my absence last night. I do feel ashamed about it. I'm not getting my, my Bible perfect attendance anymore. I got to start over and uh, hopefully not break that streak for a very, very long time. But uh, hey, sometimes life's crazy and things come up. So uh, I'll be back on Friday night and I'll be back on Thursday night for the pregame show. Uh, tune in to wherever you get these podcasts. Of course, if you know that, if you're watching that or you're listening to it now, you obviously know these things, but just want to always throw that out there. If you have messages or, or questions or comments for me or Coach Carson, be sure to send them in. Shoot us an email at charge to keep pod at gmail.com or text me. Social media platforms are great. Always awesome hearing from the fans out there. Once again, sorry for the uh, non-videos and clips last night, but we did have some on that 210 Prep Sports article. If you go in there, uh, Brian Reed Bayedo, who does a great job writing articles for Real Hondo Prep, covering all the local schools in the area, uh, had some nice video interviews of some of the players and I believe Coach Carson in there. So check those out. He filled in in my space and uh, we didn't even sync that up. We just said, hey, let's, uh, hey, whatever happens, happens. And uh, it, uh, unfortunately, some, he was there, which was nice. So you guys still got some great Real Hondo content from the sidelines, at least after the game. Have a great rest of your weekend, guys. We are fully into September now, and we're really in the rhythm here. Four games in, uh, the fifth game coming up now. Again, four games in, in a row at home, the first one being uh, last this week, and uh, three, three more left on our homestand, if you will. Should be an exciting time. Uh, get those three done and then get to the bye week, I believe, which is hard to think about. We were just talking about the first game at Francis Parker. Now we're talking about middle of the season and you know the bye week, so – Football, com football go comes and goes so fast. It's the fastest 11 weeks of the year. And we always hope that those 11 weeks maybe turn into uh, 15, if you know what I mean. I'll be back uh, at Rio Friday night, and I'll be back with a podcast on Thursday night uh, for you guys. And hopefully you continue to enjoy our, our guests that we put on the uh, pregame shows and listen to the players here on the postgame shows. As, and going forward, we got the rhythm and the routine of the season, and are just looking forward to uh, see where, where exactly – this thing goes. We'll see you next week, guys. Another great win for Real Hondo, 45-14 to 14 over their, uh, their foes from Marquez High School. I want to double-check and get that right. It was a 45-42-14. Excuse me. I want to be accurate here on the Charge to Keep podcast. But uh, another great win uh, against a, a, an opponent that brought some energy and some atmosphere to Care, Care Park, and uh, Rio answered the bell. So we'll see if they're up to it, up to the task this Friday against Boron. I'm ready for it. I hope you guys are as well. Guys, just want to remind everyone as we end another show here on the Charge to Keep podcast that Real Hondo Prep football is always about, always has been, and always will be about uh, being humble in victory and gracious in defeat because we always have a charge to keep. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live. And, O oh, thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.